Hey, it's Don Shuri, and welcome to the VU Church Podcast. If you look around, you'll probably notice there's an all-out fight for your attention. Your focus dictates your direction, and yet you may find yourself distracted, depleted, and directionless. How do you say yes, and what do you say no to? Today, we continue our collection of talks for the sake of eternity, sharing on the thought, fight to focus. To discover our focus for the next year, visit vuchurch.com forward slash vision. Remember, so we fix our eyes on Jesus, He makes our path straight and gives us endurance for the road ahead. Let's lean into the message together. Now we've been in a collection entitled For the Sake of Eternity. And it's a really precious, holy time in the life of our church because one time a year, we together corporately decide to go above and beyond to give towards what God is doing in Miami and in the world beyond. It's a faith exercise. It's an opportunity for you to continue to grow in your faith, to exercise this strength that God has placed within you. And I believe that God is doing more than we can see. I believe He's at work orchestrating miracles among us and that He wants to use you. So don't miss out on this season. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Proverbs chapter four. We're gonna read how many verses? Nine verses from Solomon, the son of David. Why is this man who ever lived empowered by God himself with understanding beyond his years? And this is what he says in verse 18. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun. Isn't that beautiful? Shining ever brighter till the full light of day, but the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son or my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body above all else. Everybody say above all else. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. I just wanna reiterate verse 25. This is what it says. Let your eyes look directly ahead. Let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Will you pray with me today? God, thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. Thank you that your word is powerful. Do heart surgery on us today, Lord. We open up our lives, every part. You know our thoughts. Search us, oh God, and change us. Fill us with strength and hope so the world can be reached with your love today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of you church said? Oh, come on, and all of you church said? Amen. How was your weekend? Was it good? Did you have some good turkey? 
Who did the cooking in the house, you know? Who at City, how many of you? Raise your hands. How many of you? Okay, you are the heroes. I was on the cleanup committee. You know, we came back from Shreveport, Louisiana, where my family is living and where I grew up this weekend. And when we got home, the kids are already on to the next holiday, right? Christmas. We are now ready for Christmas. And Wyatt and Wilde in their homeschooling, they've actually been acting out the Christmas story. And they've been learning all about the Christmas story and acting it out in preparation for their end of the year little, you know, play for their parents. And so if you can believe it, Wyatt, who is three, he's the firstborn, he's the responsible one. How many of you know, of course he's Joseph. Of course, he's Joseph. And then Wild, you know that boy is a shepherd. He is a crazy shepherd. So here he is in our house with his beard that we got from Amazon and his cane. And then Waylon is baby Jesus. So last night when we were getting ready for bed, um, Rich has this little nativity out and there's the little wooden manger on our kitchen counter and then there's a little baby Jesus. And Rich has it and he's reading them a story about nativity and Wyatt takes baby Jesus and goes, I wanna hold her. (laughs) I'm making the bottles. Wait, what? And Rich looks at Wyatt, he goes, you know baby Jesus is a boy, right? He's like, but Waylon is baby Jesus. And I thought, oh, we've got some major work to do in our house this holiday season. You guys can pray for us. We're getting the story right. But as we recount the Christmas story, the story of Jesus, the story of these faithful men and women, Joseph and Mary, how many of you know it's easy to just look at all the characters in this Bible and call them actually characters? When in all actuality, they are real men and women, just like you, just like me. They faced real struggles. They faced real impossibilities. And really, the human condition has not changed as our world has rapidly evolved, as technology has changed, as culture has changed. How many of you know the human condition has not changed at all? People are still searching for meaning. They're still searching for purpose. And sometimes we can look at the thousands of years that separate the people in this book from your 2022 calendar that you are already planning for the upcoming year and think that these men and these women, that their life has no correlation to your path of purpose. But friends, there is no chasm between you and them. Rather, you need to awaken that there is a faithful baton that has been passed from generation to generation. Men and women who have decided to entrust their lives, just like our forefathers of faith, to the God above, and he has filled them with the same strength on high that he filled these same men and women with. See, there are single moms and dads in this room and at City and under the sound of my voice that you have the same faith as the world changers that are held within this book. 
There are fathers right here, right now, that it's your love for your home that is bringing heaven to earth, that is changing atmospheres, that is putting a stake in the ground in this generation to leave a legacy. I'm telling you, there's young men and women right here, right now in VU community that are saying, I'm not looking to the world to tell me who I am. I know who I am. I've read about who I am in the Word. I've had an encounter with Jesus, and I'm called, and I'm chosen, and I'm set about. Oh, come on. If you believe it today, do you believe it, city? Put your hands together. You're living. You're a living miracle. God is writing a story of faith through your life. Charles Thomas Studd was born in 1860, and he graduated from Cambridge and actually played cricket for England. And here he was, a graduate of Cambridge, had reached all of this acclaim through sports, and yet he was one of the Cambridge Seven who gave away his life for the sake of the gospel who said, I'm not gonna live for the things the world tells me to live for. Rather, I'm not gonna pursue what they asked me to pursue. Rather, I'm gonna give my life away to world missions. And he followed Hudson Taylor and he went on the mission field and he served in Africa and he served in China and he served in India and he gave his life away and literally died on the mission field. And you say, Don Shuri, how does this man surrounded by the intellectually elite, given all of the awards and all of the acclaim in the sports arena, how does he silence all those voices and walk away from all of that worldly influence to go and serve his life away on the mission field. Well, this is what he said. He's quoted saying, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Rich talked about it so powerfully. Our life is but a vapor. He lived for the sake of eternity. See, I want my life to focus on what matters and forget what doesn't matter. I want to focus on what matters and forget what doesn't matter. Matter. This is what Solomon is talking about. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze straight before you. Give careful thoughts to the paths for your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet from evil. What is Solomon saying? He's saying, focus on what matters. Forget the things that don't matter. See, God gave us free will. You are not a robot. Your hands and your heart get to decide the things that you clench and hold to and value. Your hands and your heart get to decide what you release, what you leave behind, what you actually choose to forget. You choose what you value and what you discard. You choose what to acknowledge and what to discredit. And here at Vogue Church, we have a very specific focus. 
I know that this church isn't for every person who calls themselves a Christ follower. We're on a very specific path. And in 2021, walking into 2022, we know at Vuke Church that our no is as important, if not more important than our yes. Because if we don't focus on the things that God has called us to, we'll spread ourselves thin and we won't make any impact for the kingdom of God. So we're very clear about our yes, but we're even more clear about our no's. And when we give the vision for 2022 for the sake of eternity, friends, we know what we're focusing on. We're focusing on crews, building the small groups of our community. We know we're focused on servant leadership, raising up leaders who build the house of God and then during the week go out into their workplace and build up the places that God has given them influence and a life to pour out. We know that we're called to build the foster care system in this city. We know that we're called to do prison outreach. We know that we're called to show the tangible love of Jesus. So come on, if you believe that God has called us to have a laser sharp focus, we know where we're going. And we can't get caught up saying yes to everything because we have very specific focus. We're focused on what God has called us to. Can I tell you, there is an all-out attack on your focus. Why? Because your focus determines your direction. And your direction determines your destination. The enemy does not want you to reach the divine design, the divinely designed destination that God has created for your life. He knows that God has ordained every single one of your steps. You think that you're creating this path? Oh no, friends, he's always been blazing the trail. He ordained it. He created it. He imagined it. He beautifully is orchestrating everything about your life. And the enemy does not want you to reach your destination. And you can forfeit your focus and your destination, not just by having some awful thing transpire in your life that takes you off course, but simply by being distracted and missing the open door that God has set before you. I don't know if you know this, but in the news right now, when it comes to collisions on the road, car wrecks, the last six months have had the highest number of car wrecks ever recorded. Nobody can figure out why. But one of the things they attribute it to is distraction. They said that out of distraction, out of fatal car wrecks, 20% of fatalities are attributed to distractions. But friends, it's not just the collisions that distractions create, but distractions also create opportunities for you to miss the opportunity to move forward. Oh, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Either you or that person in front of you at that red light have your head down, texting, watching something, listening to something, checking something out. And what do you do when that light turns green and you look at the car in front of you and you can see their head is down? Oh, you're thinking in your head or you're shouting at the top of your lungs, let's go! I 
know you Miami drivers. You don't play. Why? Because you're going to miss your moment. And they intended to drive, didn't they? They woke up and they found their keys. They got in their car. They're in the driver's seat. The whole purpose of the moment is so they could drive. They didn't mean to miss the moment. What happened? They got distracted. They got distracted. There was a green light, but they missed it. And they weren't just delayed. Their path wasn't just slowed down, but everyone behind them that was following them was slowed down because the distraction stole the moment. Friends, the enemy wants to distract you. He wants to steal the moment. Maybe not with a collision. Maybe not with a crash. Maybe with just another voice, another event, another opportunity. And he, he knows that he can steal your gaze. And he can slow down you from reaching your destination. This faith journey is moving forward. Verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your feet from evil. See, laser in your focus to fight distraction. Laser in your focus. Get specific. Write it down as we end this year. What is your focus? Your focus isn't just, I want a wife. You want the right wife. Your focus isn't just, I want purpose. I want God's purpose. Your focus isn't just, I want success. No, your focus is, I want significance. Your focus isn't just, oh, my job is so tough. No, your focus is, my job is shaping me. My job is pulling something out of me. My job is preparing me to lead more, to give more, to influence more. My focus isn't just my family doesn't approve of my faith. My focus is I'm not serving God in spite of them. I'm serving God for them. I'm standing in the gap, believing that one day they'll raise their hands too. They'll praise the God that I love one day too. That for the sake of eternity, I gotta focus on who I am and who God has called me to be. Oh, come on, if you believe it today, let's give God praise in this house. City, give God praise. Get your focus right. But you also have to laser in your focus to fight disappointment. Because the enemy, if he can't distract you with good things, then he will distract you by feeling like you'll never measure up. He will distract you by feeling that you don't have what it takes, that the strength that God has placed within you is not enough. He'll have you measuring yourself up quantifying whether you have what it takes to go the distance. And listen to me, one of the largest tactics that the enemy uses against us is always pointing out what is missing and what is wrong. He will always have you pointing out the 1%, the 5% that is wrong. And if your gaze isn't focused, then he'll have you give up every single time. 
And because you are focused on what is missing instead of what God has entrusted to you, you will actually forfeit your future right before the breakthrough. You'll be right on the edge of all that God wants to open up for you. And because you're looking at your own strength, you'll turn around and walk away before you ever see the miracle. Because you feel like you can't do it on your own, you'll turn around and you'll forfeit the future that God has ordained for you. Don't do it. Friends, there won't ever be a perfect spouse. There won't ever be a perfect job. There won't ever be a perfect friendship. There won't ever be a perfect church. Somebody said, amen, because you're here and so am I. There won't ever be perfect kids. There's only one person who's perfect. His name is Jesus. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. That's why you and I, we have to focus on who he is and who he says you are. We have to fight to focus for the sake of eternity. I choose to focus. I choose to stay faithful. You see, your focus will also require you to forget. Everybody say forget. Forget yesterday's failures so I can focus on today's challenge. Forget to ruminate on the pain of my past so that I can actually walk into the healing of my future. Forget to agonize over the group of friends that have rejected me. God bless them, I love them, I forgive them, but I've got to forget and focus forward. Focusing and forgetting is the journey of faith. Everybody say focus. Everybody say forget. These two things are the journey of your faith. I focus and I forget. It's what it looks like to fight for your faith. And friends, it's supposed to be a fight. Look at your neighbor right now. Say, it's supposed to be a fight. We say that word often, forget. Oh, forget him. Forget her. Forget about it. But literally, that's what the Bible is calling us to do. Forget. Paul says, forgetting what is behind. What is he saying? He's saying, stop letting all that pain, all that junk, all those assumptions, all those wounds, all that bitterness occupy space in your heart that God wants to heal. You've got to actually let it go. Say, let it go. The Bible also uses the word forsake in the place of that word forget forsake. The Bible describes how we must forsake things to let go of the things that used to hold us close, capturing our heart, placing a barrier between us and Jesus. You know, last last month, I married two MVPs in our church, Sophie and Rob, and they serve faithfully in our church. These two individuals are world changers. And um, anytime that I marry two people, one of my favorite things about being in a wedding or the vows, one of my favorite lines is forsaking all others. Forsaking all others. I made that vow to Rich 15 years ago. Forsaking all others. I wasn't just talking about 
forsaking or forgetting about any other man that caught my imagination or piqued my interest. I was talking about anything that could come between us, forsaking all others, anything, whether it be a job or a hobby, idea, other relationships, forsaking, forgetting. I will not allow it to come between us. And you know, the beautiful thing about Rob and Sophie, who are now married, is that Rob and Sophie, they met each other and fell in love before they knew Jesus. They broke up and they both met Jesus individually, fell head over heels in love with Jesus. And as God was doing a work in their lives, they refused to get back together because they so treasured and were so committed to protecting what God was doing in their life in that season. It was all encompassing the love of Jesus and the change that he was doing on the inside out. Even though they thought they'd never come back together, after they forsook all others for Jesus first and foremost, seek ye first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. They forsook all for Jesus and Jesus brought their lives back together with a brand new foundation. And now they're able to make this commitment, not just between the two of them, but with Jesus in the middle of that holy matrimony covenant saying, forsaking all others. They were willing to forsake all others for Jesus. And you know, I often hold Rich's hand in the middle of a wedding ceremony, and I say the vows all over again as if it's the day that I am getting married. My life has changed. The season has changed. I live in a completely different place. My family looks different. Everything about me is different from 15 years ago when I met Rich, but I choose to forsake all others all over again. I choose to commit again. I choose you above all others again and again and again and again. And the truth is, it's the same with my relationship with Jesus. You think weddings are extravagant, friends. The Bible says that heaven has a celebration when you surrender your life to Jesus. I have a feeling that the creativity of Almighty God is better than any Pinterest post you have ever seen for interest and for inspiration of a party. When heaven throws a party for your decision to follow Jesus, it's because you are now the bride of Christ. It's because his blood was shed, this holy, beautiful sacrifice that we just celebrated today. And because Jesus died on the cross a bloody, gruesome death, you and I too can be ushered into the presence of Almighty God and say, Lord, forsaking all others, I choose you again and again and again. But we have to do it. We have to choose to forsake all others again and again. Friends, our God does not dwell in harmony with other gods. It is not Jesus plus your crystals. It is not Jesus plus new age. It is not Jesus plus Buddhism. It is not Jesus plus your truth. Friends, there is only one. He is the way, the truth, the life, and his name is Jesus, and the price he paid is far too costly for you to pair him with anything else. 
that has given you nothing when he gave everything. Come on, give him praise in this house today. He gave you everything. And because he gave me everything, I choose him again and again and again and again and again. Focusing and forgetting is the journey of faith. It's what it looks like to fight for your faith. And it is supposed to be a fight. Some of you think that your faith is weak because you struggle. But hear me today, Jesus came to convert your struggles to a battle. And Jesus wins every battle that he steps into. If you believe it, come on, put your hands together. You are not alone. He is fighting your battles. He goes before you. But he has given us the choice of what we will focus on and what we will forget. That's why Paul said, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead. What's he saying? I focus ahead, I forget what I don't need to hold on to. Forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In other words, for the sake of eternity. But Paul also said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. See, there, there is an expectation of the fight. If you don't have an expectation of the fight that God has called you to, you need to wake up. Because he, he didn't save you, set you free so that you could just go retire for the rest of your life, basking in his glory and mercy. No, friends, there are others around you that are still bound. There are others around you that are still addicted, still lost, still have everything that the world has to offer, and they're empty and depressed and lonely and miserable. God has placed you in the fight. You need an expectation of the fight because God has called you into this fight, and you're not just simply struggling. No, you're fighting the good fight. If you don't have an expectation of the fight, then resistance comes, you get overwhelmed, you get disillusioned, and what do you do? You quit! Because you don't realize that you're actually called to the fight. That this is part of your purpose. That like Paul, you can say, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Faith is not a one-time experience, but faith is an ongoing fight. You are not called to sit on the wall, to be a spectator, friends. God has put weapons of warfare in your hands through the word, through worship, through the promises that he has placed on your life for generations to come. Step into the battle. It's already been won, but friends, you are called to fight. I hear people say so often, I'm struggling. Man, I've heard it this year more than I've ever heard it before. Young people, I'm struggling. People of all ages, all walks of life, all different stories, I'm struggling. You say, I'm struggling, but in reality, all you're doing is fighting. You're doing what you were born to do. You were actually born to fight for your faith. And you have to change your wording. Part of our job is 
pastors and as teachers of the word is to teach you how to change the words that you are speaking over your life. We don't just speak words that the world that the world gives us. We speak the words that this book gives us. The Bible doesn't say that you're struggling. The Bible says that you're fighting. You're a fighter. What does struggling say? What what position does struggling put you in? It immediately puts you in the defensive stance. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. It puts you in a weak stance. What position does fighting put you in? Oh, come on. I got some strength inside of me. I got the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me. I'm not playing defense. I'm playing offense. I'm fighting forward. I'm not fighting back. I'm not being pushed in a corner. I'm not being intimidated by the lies of the enemy. I was born for this. I'm a fighter. I'm an overcomer. I'm a winner because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Get your words right. You're not struggling. You were born to fight. When you feel resistance, you're right where you're called to be. When you feel the pressure, know that you're not alone in this. You were born to fight the good fight. Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Here's a practical step for you. Gondon Shri, how do I fight? Let's get really practical. The word tells us that these words are health to your body. They're the light to your path. Then every time that you feel like you're struggling, Get on BibleGateway.com. Open up your Bible app. Get a book of God's promises. I'm not talking about a commentary. I love commentaries. Go straight to the actual promises of God and his word. There are so many different resources that whatever you're dealing with, fear, worry, financial distress, whatever it is, children that are far away from God, whatever you're feeling, you simply look it up. And don't just read it, write it down. When was the last time you did that? The promises are for you. Do you know how to fight? Start to write down the promises of God for your life and hold to them. Choose to focus and forget daily. I'm choosing to focus. I'm choosing to forget. A marriage isn't built in one day, day by day, moment by moment. Being a follower of Jesus isn't built in one day, day by day, moment by moment. Now this week, Rich's cousin came to our house. She is an expert professional organizer. She came to my house, she said, Don Shree, where are the pain points in your home? I said, look around. She took the hinges off of my cabinets. She changed the sizing and the height of every shelf. She organized from top to bottom. When I walked in, I did not recognize my own home. It's one of the nicest things anybody's ever done for me. (laughs) Two days, renovation. 
How many of you know the professional got on a plane? She flew away. And I got to keep this thing up. When we meet Jesus, all of our stories, they look different. Some of the renovations, they happen overnight. We look completely different. Others of us, it's a, it's a slow walk, one thing at a time that Jesus identifies. Why? Because it's not a formula, it's a relationship. It's different with each of us. Just like God deals with every single man and woman differently in this Bible. For individuals, personal relationship with him. But how many of you know whether you have a two-day massive collision with the gospel and surrender and have this crazy transformation or whether you've been slowly being changed minute by minute, he's still changing us again and again and again and again. And it's our decision to allow His changes to remain, to allow His Word to actually be established, not just heard, but to actually be imprinted on our hearts and our minds. It's our decision to focus and forget. And tomorrow morning, I gotta focus and forget. Tuesday, I gotta focus. God, I, I, got, I gotta forget, I gotta forgive those people. I gotta let go of that bitterness in my heart. I can't even access your promises for me if I don't release this unforgiveness. I gotta forget. I gotta forget the, the calls and the invitations of the world. I'm not of the world. I'm in, but not of. I'm focused on my divine design. I'm focused on serving the house of God for the sake of eternity. And next year, and when my babies are graduating, and then when I'm an empty nester, I'm gonna still daily be focusing and forgetting focusing and forgetting. I think sometimes we get disillusioned with the faith walk because we never understood what it was in the first place, that it was gonna actually be a journey, that it wasn't just a one-time experience at the altar, but rather that was a catalyst to fill you with the faith, to pick up the weapons of warfare that God has placed in your hands and to actually walk this thing out with men and women on your left and your right, knowing that for generation after generation, those that put their faith in the God that we serve were never let down, were never abandoned, were never disappointed by His perfect, incredible, endless love. But you gotta focus and forget. It's called fighting the good fight. You keep fighting and you fight one battle at a time. You fight one battle, hear me, at a time. In military, in the military, one of the biggest issues is that when it comes to fighting a new war, often the generals are still fighting the last war. And they're fighting the new war the way that they fought the last war, but it requires a different approach because it's not the last war, it's a brand new war. How do you fight the fight of faith? One battle at a time. And you can't approach the season that you're in the way that you approached the last season. Oh, I felt like this a million times. As a new mom, oh 
God, where did my quiet time with you go? Lord, where did this, all this space, all this margin? God, all of a sudden, my life is flipped upside down. I can't find the margin. I can't find the space. Why? Because I'm not fighting the battle that I was in in the last season. It's a brand new battle. It needs a brand new approach. I need a brand new word from God. I've got to learn how to fight the fight of faith and focus and forget Today, maybe you're starting a brand new job. You feel completely overwhelmed. You're not fighting the battle from yesterday. It's a new battle. You need to focus and forget. Others of you, you just got married. Others of you, you're waiting and you're holding on and you're trusting God in the wait. You gotta continue to focus and forget. Focus and forget. That is the good fight of faith. And God will teach you season by season what that looks like. He wasn't just gonna give you a formula. The whole point is for you to know Him. You'd you'd stop talking to Him real quick. I got this thing. It was never your strength to begin with. It's always been Him. It's even been His breath inside of your lungs. The ability right here, right now for you to breathe. Seek Him. He'll teach you. He'll show you. You gotta forget the battles of yesterday so that you can focus on the battle of today. But hear me, you also need to fight the battle of today so that you can get to the battle of tomorrow. How often do I hear it? Oh, I got a busy season coming up. So we're just gonna, we're gonna stop serving for a season. We're gonna stop leading a crew for a season. I'm looking ahead at my calendar and there's just a lot. No, 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 no. If you don't fight the battle of today, you might not even make it to the battle of tomorrow. Stand your ground today. Serve today. Give today. Trust today. Pour out everything you have today. He'll fill you back up so that you face another day and you're able to fight again. I gotta fight the good fight of faith today. I'm focused. I'm forgetting. Friends, are you nuts? Let's just be honest. Can I talk to you like family? You can sit down for a minute. Are you really gonna start 2022 not giving God your best? Is that really how you wanna start a brand new year? Pulling back from the things that He's called you to? God will build His house. I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about His divine design for your life concerned about if you start the year this way, where are you gonna end up? Where's your faith? Where's your fight? You feel a little bit of resistance? That's probably a great sign that God wants to use you, that God is forging something in the fire of your life. This is not the time to back down. The world is far too lost. The world is far too dark for you to dampen the light that He has placed within you. Get outside of the four of your home. Get outside of the four walls of this house and let your light shine. Get the good fight back. It's a good fight. Matthew 6, 34, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You keep looking ahead, anticipating the battles you will face, you'll never fight the battle of today. Fight it. Get your fight back. We're closing. 
Now there's a lot of talk today in culture of getting in your flow state. You know what I'm talking about? It's that flow state when you've worked so hard, you've studied so hard, but now you're just in that zone and everything within you there is this holy, beautiful momentum that is just flowing. If you're, if you're a musician, you're just playing and you are lost in the music. If you're a singer, oh, you are just singing and it's flowing straight from your soul. If you're in business, the numbers are just making sense. Everything is coming together. There's a momentum that is seemingly effortless and a synergy that you almost can't even contain. Man, we live for those moments. Whatever your sphere is, whatever your path is, where we were created to live in those flow moments. Now hear me, getting into a flow state is a big deal. And the biggest enemy to you being in your flow state is distraction. Distractions are a big deal. They stop the flow immediately and they filter your energy and your focus somewhere else. And Proverbs tells us, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, Guard your heart for everything you do flows. It's that flow state. Everything you do flows from it. Now, when you think about the flow of our Christian life, God has given us a secret to getting into our flow state. It's your heart. It's your heart. That's why God says above all else, guard it. Because that flow that you're looking for of creativity, of inspiration, of purpose, of the life that God has embedded in your DNA for right here, right now in history, you know where it flows from? It flows from your heart. And the Bible says, guard your heart. But when he says guard, it's not some passive stance, no. How many of you know the enemy will try anything and everything and he'll keep bringing new things to the surface to try to get to your heart and distract you and to stop your flow state. So you gotta keep guarding. I gotta keep focusing and forgetting. I gotta keep focusing and forgetting. And let me tell you something about your heart. Maybe when you've read that scripture, you read it as guard your heart and you view your heart like in the Louvre and there your heart is in a beautiful box and there's all these guards around and it's just standing there and it's like this big, beautiful ruby that is just there. Friends, your heart is not just a hard rock. Your heart is a living, breathing organism. Your heart is not in a museum to be protected. Your heart, you need to think about guarding your heart like your heart is in the middle of the operating room with the hands of Almighty God on it. The surgeon is doing his work and you're in front of the doors of the surgery center saying, nobody else gets to come in here and touch what God is doing inside of me. Jesus, do whatever you wanna do. Say whatever you wanna say. My ears are open. My heart is ready. Change me from the inside out and let your power and your love and your authority and your purpose flow through me. Right here, right now. Don't guard just what he's done. Guard what he wants to do. What does he wanna do if you'll guard your heart? I wanna live in the overflow. If you'll live in the flow, God will let you live in the overflow. 
James 1, we studied it a few years ago. Verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, after looking at herself in the mirror, goes away and immediately forgets what he or she looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law then gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Hear me, actually forgive the person that you can't forget. Actually pray about what you should give in this offering. And after you've prayed, actually do it. Actually pick up the phone and make restitution with the person that you've been putting it off for months or even years. Don't let the Holy Spirit prick your heart and tell you that He's ready to do surgery and then actually usher Him out, leaving the wounded pain, the untapped purpose within you. Actually go to the growth track and then decide to serve. Actually decide that you're gonna lead a crew. Like, don't just hear it and walk away and forget who you're called to be. Actually do it. Actually talk to your spouse about the fact that you wanna pray together more, that you wanna talk about the things of God, that you wanna create a plan to teach your children the Word of God, that more than any sport or extracurricular activity, you want the promises of God embedded in their spirits before they leave your house. Actually look in the mirror and then go do what God has called you to. Don't let distraction change your direction. Do it, fight. You got a good fight. You know when people say, oh, it's a lame fight. No, this is a good fight. The enemy will bring his punches, but friends, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You were born for this. Focus, forget, fight. All for the sake of eternity. Will you bow your heads with me in this room? In city. Everglades, I believe that God is calling men and women. And I use that word calling very specifically because this is not an invitation from me. The scriptures are an invitation from God Himself. I believe every single one of those words, but my faith is not enough to fight your path. It's gotta be your faith ignited into action. I don't know what you've been living for. I don't know the distractions, but I know that God wants right now to bring your focus back. And He wants to give you the power to forget the things that are distracting you. Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present, and I even place my future in your hands. Forgive me of my sin. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. Go to vukechurch.com forward slash online to get connected. We love you.